Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Bernie C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Ashley Olofsson. Ashley is 19 years old, and she is a contributor for Huffington Post. She spoke, she's done a TEDx talk. She is author, just came out with the book, Survival of the Prettiest, and she puts on workshops for teenagers, and she is just all around very successful, motivated girl, and she's a big empowerment for women. And in today's show, we really talk about, and this is interesting for me, we talk about how to have success relationships in business and in life. We go deep into how to have a successful relationship. And I'm single as a bachelor myself, and she's single and just kind of talking about her, her perspective and mine and what we've seen that works and how it can relate to business. And I, I mean, as you can, you'll be able to tell on the show how interested I get into this. And uh, also, we, we even talk about sex. We go into the power of sex, the power of sex drive, and I really highlight on this how Napoleon Hill states in his book that actually women have a, a big influence, and they influence men in many ways, and men, one of the most powerful things they have is sex drive. And just it, I, I talk about this in detail, and it, some people may think it's crazy, but if you read the book, Think and Go Rich, you'll see more on this. And it's proven that a woman can have a big contribution to the, the man's success. They actually, a man is, is driven by a woman to become successful and to provide for them. Henry Ford, actually, his, his success is a, a big thanks for Clara, or Clara, I believe that's right, who's been an influence on his life and what he's done. So in the show, we're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about um, how you can actually become a TEDx speaker, um, how Ashley does her workshops with teenagers, and how the media is portraying women and how negative effect it has. I mean, you see the things in the media and with Photoshop, what they do for women and uh, men uh, for the pictures that we see and how that really hurts women's self-esteem. And uh, we go into a lot of cool things. I like this show. It's different. It's something really different. Women, you're going to love this. Men, you're going to love this too. You're going to love some of the questions I ask. But uh, let's jump right into it with Ashley. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Ashley Olofsson. How's it going, Ashley? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Brendan. I'm excited to hear more about your story and I don't even know, how did we even get introduced? Was it for the TV show, Ambitious Adventures, or how did we get connected? I feel like it was definitely through the next-gen community, but I'm not entirely sure, like, what was the link or, like, who specifically connected us? Well, I, I always say, like, like-minded individuals are bound to meet and entrepreneurs. They're going to get connected. And I wanted to bring you on the show today because, for one, I mean, you got a book coming out, but you have this unique story, and you got your company moved. And everything you're doing with women and workshops and high schools and all over the country, I, I want to hear about, first off, where you got started 
and how it led you to everything you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually 15 years old when I got started and I looked around and I was so frustrated with all the things that my best friends and I were dealing with. We were dealing with low self-esteem and poor body image and unhealthy and abusive relationships, mental health problems, unresolved friend drama, pretty much everything that like every girl and a lot of guys as well go through on a daily basis while growing up. So three of my best friends and I decided to give a self-confidence empowerment workshop to a group of 38th grade girls. And it ended up going so well, yeah, that we gave two more. And at one of them, I met a girl who was in eighth grade at the time called Lexi Phipps. And Lexi and I teamed up, and together we are a pretty much unstoppable team. I actually just wrote a piece on how to work successfully with someone. It's on Pursuit, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, And Lexi and I have spent the past couple years developing a company called MOVE, which stands for Motivate, Overcome, Value, and Empower. And basically, we create and deliver empowerment workshops and summer programs. So we go around to different schools, and we talk to girls about the issues that we faced and how to overcome them. And we also run summer programs. And this year's summer program had over 70 girls Um, in the area. We had a staff of over 10 girls and 70 girls that were actually attending. So it's just growing and getting bigger and bigger. And I'm so excited about it. So before you keep going, I want to know, (laughs) what is the magic answer to how you successfully work with somebody? Because I'm just, I mean, I have multiple (laughs) companies work with different people on a regular basis and it can be tough at times. What is the the answer? How do you successfully work with somebody and get along and not like want to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard at times. And like Lexi and I have definitely had like crying heart to hearts, like over the phone where we're like struggling because of conflict. But overall, I think that the biggest thing, and I think that there are two really big things that I talk about in the article. The first is that Lexi and I share the same vision. Lexi and I have different ideas on how to actually accomplish like the mission and everything. But like our vision is the same. At the end of the day, both of us want to help girls improve their self-esteem and become empowered leaders in their community. And then the other really big thing is that Lexi and I have a massive amount of respect for each other. A lot of people say that you shouldn't work with your best friends or your friends at all, but I completely disagree. Lexi and I have so much mutual respect and admiration for each other, and that's what's kept us from being really, you know, like negative or rude to each other when we do have conflicts, when we do disagree. Why do women lack self-confidence? Like what this is, oh, I mean, because I mean, I'm, I'm just looking back and now I'm, I'm thinking more of when we last spoke um, because I mean, mm-hmm. I've been in multiple relationships and uh, I've, I've heard many stories and seen every situation there is. So and I just want to know like, what, what is the number one thing that women lack? Why are they not so confident? Um, I mean, I'm a guy asking yeah. this question, but um, what, what yeah. is it? No, I think it's awesome that you want to learn and it's so important that like we're having this conversation. So I really appreciate you asking that. But I mean, I think it's just, it's so many things. And I think one of the biggest reasons is the fact that like in today's society, um, women aren't necessarily always hold back, held back by rights, but we are to an extent held back by the expectations of what it means to be a female. And to be a female in today's society means to look really, really attractive in this very slim standard of beauty that is so exclusive rather than inclusive. And 
there is no real appreciation, um, widespread appreciation for what a woman's mind can do. It's all focused, it, or it feels like it's all focused on her body. And even, you know, just looking at the way that the Olympics have been covered, there has been less attention to, you know, what the women are actually doing and more attention on Simone Biles' hair and whether or not she should be wearing makeup. I mean, there was an entire segment, I think it was on Fox News, where they were literally just discussing whether female Olympic athletes athletes should be wearing makeup or not. And like, that's ridiculous. You would never, ever talk to men that way. And it's just, there's so much pressure from such a young age to be looking like this very specific um, kind of person as a female. And though males do have, you know, expectations for how they need to look as well, you know, be muscular, be tall, et cetera, et cetera. Um, studies have shown that media affects women to a larger extent than it does with men in regards to body image. Media affects women. Well, I mean, that makes sense now that I think about it. I mean, I don't watch as much TV, but when I do, I did watch some of the Olympics. And that does make sense how they portrayed that, which is quite sad, actually. And as a woman entrepreneur, I guess, what would be your advice to other women to have that self-confidence and to be able to stand up to the people that try to talk down on them because of their women? Yeah, actually, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because I was thinking about this because there were, I heard, you know, from a couple people younger than me that there are a lot of like younger boys, like still in high school or middle school, that are just kind of like shit talking me in my work. And I was yeah. thinking about how, well, like it's kind of funny. It's also kind of sad. I have a lot of feelings about it. But anyway, I was thinking that like if I was a guy who was successful, younger boys in middle school and high school, they wouldn't be talking negatively about me. Most likely they'd be looking up to me for my success and they would be admiring me and wanting to replicate that. And I was thinking that like, it's such a shame because it is because I am a female that I'm receiving this kind of negativity. And, you know, it, I'm sure it brings out an insecurity in people who aren't very secure with themselves or their, you know, their place yet. But um, a piece of advice that I would have to women entrepreneurs is to know that, you aren't alone in sort of like the backlash that you can sometimes receive. I know I personally have experienced some backlash from internet trolls. I'll probably get hate <laughs> even for just like admitting that on air. Like they're probably going to like, you got to love the know, internet trolls. You got to love them. Yeah, I know. And I guess just like the biggest thing is to know that like you aren't alone and like there are other women that are going through the same things, you know, kind of backlash and also to know that like we're I'm here for them and like we got to stick together cuz that's the only way things are going to get done is if we continue to stick together and to bring each other up everyone really not even just women so i'm going to touch into something and this really maybe you have any have you read the book think and go rich you told me about it it's on my book list okay so there's a chapter and this is a little crazy but it really makes me want to touch base on this because it it actually is giving a kudos to women and how they have really more power over men than we think. Um, it's The chapter is about sex transmutation. Um, and it has to do, we talk about sex drive. And you know, okay. sex drive as human beings is, is one of the most powerful things we have. Like as a, a man, we're driven by sex and just our thoughts. And our, it's who we are. But women obviously uh, influence men in many ways. And to become the most successful in life, uh, it's proven that love and sex combined, love helps you become more successful. So for you someday or me, we find a significant other 
and we uh, we have a good relationship, you actually in a good relationship, you make each other better, and you push mm-hmm. each other, and that love that you have for that one another actually makes you show in your work, actually become more successful. And for women, where I was getting to my point is that in the book it states this, and it's true that men they want to become wealthy and rich to provide for a woman. And that's why they care. They, they want to give a woman everything. And the woman actually has quite a bit of influence on what the man is going to do on their decisions. You look at Henry Ford. His wife had a lot of influence in what he did. You look at, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know if it was Andrew Carnegie. There's another influential person that his wife was a big say in all the influence. But men, they don't like to admit that. But it really is true because if a guy is in love with another woman, uh, that woman will have say in what happens, and he will be influenced by her. So for you and any woman out there, girls, just know you have a power. You do. Um, actually, more power than most people think. And uh, I think it's quite bullshit how the media and how uh, our public portrays for women. And it, it's really quite sad because I see a successful young woman like yourself, um, one of my co-founders, for Young Entrepreneur Convention, Amanda uh, Bolin. She has a podcast. Oh my she God, did it by her the way, way, thank you so much for introducing me to her. She is so cool. Oh, she's awesome. And and for her and other women out there, uh, Forbes Riley is a well-known person. I know that a great influencer for women. Uh, women have a lot of power. So guys, you listen right now, um, just so you know, the women do have a lot of power and influence over you. <laughs> and if you want to be very successful, find the right woman in your life. Women, I basically just told you that you have power of us and that you have a gift and a power that men don't have. So read that chapter, read that book, um, and that, that was just my little insight I wanted to put in there. So women are very powerful, and I do love seeing uh, women doing big things, especially for when we have our events. I always try to find some very successful women to speak at it and everything else. So speaking of speaking, actually, um, you had did a TED Talk. Um, how at 19 years old, how do you speak uh, at a TEDx? How do you even get the opportunity? And what do you share with the audience? I mean, they probably look at you, oh, this 19-year-old girl, what can she share with us? Which we know, I know you you have things to share, but tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I actually think that I learned a, definitely a big lesson out of this. And the lesson is to initially take every single opportunity you have even if it doesn't 100% apply to you, which I know other people might disagree on, but I personally think that it's important to go after every opportunity you're offered, especially when you're just starting out. Um, So to give you the story, basically I was offered um, by one of my mentors to go to this like technology fair and to talk about the way that technology has influenced my work. Now I work with body image and media and self-esteem and all that. So technology isn't like a big focus of my work but I was like whatever like I can put together you know uh, a big cardboard presentation or um, like a poster board and I can like you know talk about how technology has helped me to carry my message so I get there to the thing and I'm like kind of out of place because everyone else was like um, like school desk like help desks where students can go up and like talk to the students to get help on like you know fixing their Mac laptop or something like that so I was really like a little bit out of place but it didn't really matter because I took that opportunity and it ended up paying off the woman who was organizing the event was so impressed with what I had done that she actually told me that she was planning a TEDx event in a couple weeks and asked me if I would be one of the speakers 
to which of course I was like, uh, check that one off the bucket list. Like, let's do it. So that was how the TEDx happened for me. But I know for lots of people, it comes down to two things. It comes down to either having a connection. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm your connection. You can find me at ashleywillison.com and I'll set it up for you. I have set it up for two of my friends so far. So it's really definitely something that I can work on. And the other thing is that there are some TEDx's that actually you can apply to speak at. Um, I know there was one in boys, I think, or uh, one in, I was just saw one on my Facebook newsfeed the other day. So if you just Google like applying to TEDx's, I mean, stuff will come up and you'll be able to do one. It isn't a really, really difficult thing to accomplish. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's very impressive. I mean, I haven't done a TEDx yet, but I'm going to make you do an introduction for me. <laughs> it's, yep. I, I can do my own <laughs> TEDx. Uh, but uh, that's awesome. It's cool to see that you've got the opportunity to do that. Um, and what, so what did you talk about on your TEDx? And it's roughly what, five minutes? Is it five to 10 minutes they do for the TEDx talks? Mine was actually a lot longer. Mine was closer to 20 minutes. Um, but honestly, TEDx lengths vary so much. Um, and I talked about why media diversity is so important. And I talked about the importance of having role models for everyone to look up to and the importance of seeing yourself reflected in a positive light in our media. Okay, let's let's go into that then. Let's go yeah. into the media. So, and <laughs> yeah, so for me, um, when I was a freshman in high school, I came across Parks and Recreation. For those of you guys that don't know Parks and Recreation, have you seen it, Brandon? Oh, they, actually, I don't watch it, but I have seen They're They're quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Parks and Recreation is this show about this really hardworking, ambitious government employee named Leslie Nope. And it's played by Amy Poehler. And it's a comedy show all about politics, and it's really, really brilliant. And anyway, this was the first time that I had really seen a female be so unashamed of her ambition and just take it to further and further heights. And I was so just, like, captivated by Leslie's unwavering ambition and determination and hard work ethic and all that. And... It was a large. It was largely because Amy Poehler looks similar to me in the sense that she's both white and blonde, exactly like I am. And I know that Leslie Nope left such a big impression on me and helped me to accept, you know, my ambition and parts that I had previously been intimidated by. And I know that helped made such a difference on me. And I really believe that everyone deserves to have a role model like that. And something that I question in my new book, actually, Survival of the Prettiest, is why. Isn't there like a Latina Leslie Nope? And where is the lesbian Leslie Nope? Or you know, where where are the disabled Leslie Nopes of the world? Like, why aren't we representing them as much as we're representing this one white blonde Leslie Nope? And so I just think that it's so important for everyone to see themselves reflected because one of my friends, Juliet, once said something along the lines of, What we show girls today determines how far they go tomorrow. And that's one of my key beliefs. I really believe that. Yeah, you know, and this just, I, I had to pull this up. So Amy Schumer, uh, just oh, sure. so for what she's done, and because she's like kind of, you know how media, they portray you got to be this very slim and um, skinny yep. girl and all this bullshit that they portray. But you look at Amy Schumer, and she actually did, a, I think, a photo shoot or something where she shows, I mean, she is a little or bigger, but like that's what she wants, and that's what yeah. she thinks is in. And like, I love how she just, she's like, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. 
fuck you, <laughs> fuck the rest that think yep. otherwise, and this is who I am. <laughs> and I think that's awesome because I think it is our media and for women, for, for guys even, I have expectation for people with the six-pack yep. abs, and you look what media does with um, actually uh, the photo resolution with changing in Photoshop, which is crazy. I mean, yeah. they try to sell us this image that's really not even uh, reality. It's not at all. Uh -huh. um, and I, I've even done, by the way, I've done photo shoots with uh, even, I mean, underwear. Like, I've done different shoots where I've been on camera, <laughs> in my boxers, uh, in my trunks. And uh, by the way, I don't know if you didn't know that. I've done a little side camera work that still you can see out. But uh, <laughs> they, they, they do, the which for my benefit, <laughs> they do a little Photoshop. But uh, it, it is crazy what the media portrays. And they sell us something that's not real which I think it has an effect on uh, women's confidence and what they think they can actually uh, have happen for them. Absolutely, 100%. And that all goes back to like why role models like Amy Schumer are so incredibly important to like changing the narrative and breaking down beauty standards, seriously. So how do you think, what, what, do, what are you going to do and what do other women need to do to be able to make it so our media doesn't, do this for our mindset on how we think people should look. How can yeah. we be who we want to be and not have to worry about what people think? Yeah, I talk about this more extensively in my book, but I'll say two things for now. I'll say the first thing is that we need to first call out the media. Whenever we see something that we don't like, we need to tweet at the media. We need to write them a letter. We need to create a YouTube response video. You know, all of us have different strengths and we all have a voice and we can use that voice to call out the media when it's sexist or racist or being, you know, completely out of place. I know I've been tweeting, um, retweeting things throughout the Olympics, um, calling out the Olympic coverage for being sexist or racist. And the second thing that we can do is we can create our own media. We can change the narrative. My best friend, Maddie Drossback, is a phenomenal example of this. She has a YouTube channel called Party Like Maddie, and she's constantly posting body positive things. Um, and telling her body image story. And last summer we did a body positive photo shoot and we had probably like 30 girls or so, just like we all got together and we had like a pool day and we took pictures and celebrated our bodies. And like Maddie made a whole YouTube video out of that. And that's so cool that she is creating her own media. And now she's in, she goes to Marymount Manhattan. She is getting a film degree. Like she's changing the narrative. I love it. I love it. Uh, so I want to go into detail now. Let's talk about the workshops you do. And I mean, yeah. we talked before, I mean, I put on events and you do different workshops. So how, how do you, how do you even get into doing that? Um, so somebody can learn if they want to do their own workshops for anything, whatever it may be. And uh, what do you do in these workshops to interact with people? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll totally break it down for you. So we, we, the way that we did the first workshop was I went to my middle, uh, my, sorry, my guidance counselor in high school. And she recommended that I go to the middle school vice principal. So I went to her and we started a collaboration working with these mentors and these older women that helped us and gave us feedback to structure the workshop. And the workshop has transformed so much over the past three years. You know, originally I was giving it with three other girls for the majority of the past three years I've given it with Lexi my co-founder of move as well as my best friend Maddie that I was just talking about and I'll tell you what the workshop looks like now but um, it's always changing so that way we can better suit girls and also it's always changing um, 
just because our stories change and, you know, I learn more about body image and self-esteem every day. And so do my friends. And so the way that it looks like right now is, um, the workshop will start out. We'll have a group of seventh or eighth grade girls. Usually though, sometimes we speak to high school girls, um, middle schools just hire us more often. And we'll all be sitting in usually a circle or like a, like a U shape. And it's very relaxed. All the girls have a pencil or a pen and we give them a um, packet. So the whole workshop is interactive and they can fill stuff out as we go along. And we open up the workshop, we give an introduction of who we are, what we do, and then we show them a Dove Soap beauty video, just to sort of get them thinking about beauty and about what we're going to talk about. And then we ask them an opening question. I think usually the question that we ask is, what is the hardest thing about being a girl? And then we hear some answers. And then we go through a couple different sections. And in these sections... What, what um, is the hardest actually, part about being a girl? <laughs> girls are very... They give lots of different answers, but a lot of the time they'll say either body image or the pressure. And the pressure is just general. And I think the pressure can apply to so much. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to ask. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. No, that's a good question. That It's usually like something along those lines. So anyway, we like talk about like these different sections and we go through them. And both Lexi and I speak on most sections. And then Maddie, our guest speaker, speaks at one of the sections. And... During these, we tell our personal stories as well as things we've learned on how to overcome it. So the first section that I used to do and that I'm going to start doing again is media. And we break down the messages of the media about women. I normally show videos and we have a whole group discussion. Then we talk about body image and self-confidence and self-esteem and how to have positive body image and how to have positive self-esteem. Then we talk about mental health and we share our stories and we teach the girls the importance of reaching out for help as well as how to help a friend. After that, sometimes we take a quick break. Other times we continue. Um, if it's a middle school workshop at this point, we usually talk about, um, or sorry, if this is any workshop, regardless of age, um, we talk about relationships and what an unhealthy or abusive relationship looks like as well as how to get help. And then if it's a younger workshop, we will talk about popularity and competition among girls and, you know, their self-worth in regards to that. So I want to talk and, about, I want to talk about relationships yeah. because, you know, for business in life to be a successful entrepreneur or anything, and this is something I haven't mastered. I mean, I, I had a relationship a couple of years ago and, uh, the, the girl that I was with actually had moved to a different, uh, city with me to start a company. We're going to be in business together, everything else. And the reason why she ended up leaving me, uh, was because I was so much into my work and I lost focus of her. And I didn't have my priorities straight, but I want to know, like, what does it take to have a successful relationship? <laughs> Me asking advice from you on this. Um, <laughs> but uh, what does it take? And what do you see a lot of relationships, why they, they don't work out? Um, because I do believe in yeah. business, like, and it goes back to, to become the most successful, you got to find somebody else, a partner in life and love, um, which some people have not found that yet. And if they have, Kudos to you. Good luck and use it to your advantage for having success in your business and the rest of your life. But let's talk about relationships. Yeah, let's do You're it. You're the love Honestly, doctor. Let's hear all... it. I want to hear I want to hear your <laughs> advice. I'm taking well, notes like, here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm taking notes along the way so I can take this all yeah, in. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if I knew, I'd probably be in a relationship. So like <laughs> let me start off by saying that. But um honestly, um, I think probably the most important thing in a relationship, at least uh, if I was going to be in a relationship, um, hopefully, keep 
my fingers crossed, feeling real good about sophomore year of college. <laughs> I think I would want the person to be my creative consort in the sense that I could go to them and I could share my work with them rather than, you know, a situation like yours where it's so, um, you're working so hard at it that you don't have like attention for other things necessarily. Um, and ideally, like, I feel like an ideal relationship for an entrepreneur would be with someone who they can share their work with and who they can like vibe ideas off of. Um, and they can go to for like critical feedback and growth. Like I know, you know, I go to grow, I go to my friends whenever I'm working on something to get their feedback. And like, I feel like in a relationship that would be so ideal. Don't you think? I mean that I, I do think <laughs> again, I don't know, but yeah, no, it would be, it would be nice. I, and I think, uh, this is what I think from based off of my experience, I'm 26 years old. And, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I get advice from people that have been married for 50 years and even my parents who are still married, um, well, they're going to be married. That, that sounded bad. They're still married, <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. um, they say is you need to, it's, it's a, it's a job. I mean, being in, and this is how I relate to business. And I always relate to business for being in a, <laughs> a relationship with your, the person you love, it's going to be a work, a lot of work. Um, you're going to have ups and downs. And I think you need to really be open communication and add value to each other and help each other along the way. And I think that goes exactly for a business relationship. And I've been relating a lot lately my co-host uh, and business partner for Ambitious Adventures, Greg Roulette, I, I told somebody, I said, if there was an e harmony for entrepreneurs, Greg Roulette and I would be a perfect match, our bromance. Like we, because we, we just, our chemistry and business is so good. But I think yeah. in business, it's the same thing. You need to be able to communicate. You need, you're going to be ups and downs and you are going to fight. Um, mm -hmm. And you need to learn to get past that. And that's why I'd ask how become successful in working with others and you shared with us before um but for a relationship too and uh i really think that you just need to make each other better and push each other because if you're not pushing your significant other and they're not pushing you to become better and do what you love then it's not a right relationship and also i think you should be yourself you shouldn't have to try to be a lot of relationships people try to be somebody they're not um just to please the other person which i believe is wrong um, and again, coming from me, who we're both single, we're just kind of looking at this, and this is good insight. But for me, that's what I feel. For my, I've uh, been dating two serious relationships, um, one two different times. I've lived with girls, and now I've been single now for over or about a year. And uh, mm -hmm. just from my looking into it, and I always say my relationship is my business. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. I don't know. What do, what do you think on all that? I mean, that's that's kind of my viewpoint on it. Um, but I really think it's something that people can relate in business um, and to have success in life. Again, it comes down to finding the right relationships. And it doesn't even have to be a relationship um, for a significant other or business. It could be a friendship. I mean, friendships add a value. Like for you and I, friendship, like now we're, we're friends. And I think to, in a good friendship, you should always add value to each other to make each other's lives a more like a better life, you know? Yeah. I think you really hit the nail on the head when you were talking about communication earlier. Um, that is one of the things that I talk about in the article um, that I just wrote on pursuit with Lexi and I, and how absolutely critical it is like to be able to like effectively and openly communicate with someone, you know, like 
And then I also think you're right about like, it needs to be like the right fit. Like I'm a very like intuitive person. And so I know for me, whether it's a business, friendship, you know, real relationship, anything like it's very intuitive. Like when I know, I just know. And yeah, I think communication is not to be underestimated at all. Okay, now I'm I'm gonna go into one more thing, and then I'm gonna go into your book yeah. here. And I'm sorry, yeah. now it's just me. Every, everybody listening now, they're probably like, "Wow, Brandon." Yeah, this yeah, is Brandon. Good. This is good. They're, they're this like, is they're like Brandon. Like, well, you're asking all these questions. What's on your mind? My my question is, how important <laughs> do you think sex is in a relationship? The the like uh-huh. sex in a relationship. And I think this is a big thing and pressure for women. Some guys may pressure women. But I, I, I want to know, what are your thoughts? How, how important is sex in a relationship? Mm-hmm. I feel like so much depends on the couple, honestly. Because, you know, there are some couples that want to wait until marriage. And then there are other couples that are together. And, you know, it's, it's a very important part of their relationship. So I really, I think there's no, like, definitive answer. I think so much of it just depends, like, on the two people and what they agree is right and necessary for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying, uh, what I'm trying to think is, and I, and I, maybe this is, uh, as a man trying to justify the, the wanting to have sex. I think, um, I think that sex is healthy in relationship. And from the studies Mm -hmm. that I've done, I mean, I've done a lot of random studies because I mean, as an entrepreneur, there's things, if you, you go back to what makes us tick as human beings and our power, our drive. And that's why I go back to the book, Think and Grow Rich. I mean, sex drive is the most powerful thing we have and we can learn to direct it in the right ways. It can, it can make you successful, but it can also ruin you. Some people are ruined through sex itself. Um, but I think it, it in the right ways, it, it's good to have sex in a relationship. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that we'll get off that subject, but that, that, that's, <laughs> that's my thought in the relationship side. And, uh, this show turned into a relationship show and, uh, we'll see if it works for me or you, right? <laughs> so uh, let's go into, I mean, you're 19 years old. You, you wrote a book here and it, it's out on Amazon. Let's talk about your book and what somebody can learn from it. Yeah. So it's called Survival of the Prettiest. And it's essentially the book that I need when I was younger. And I think that everyone, especially females, should read it. But I did write it in a way that everyone can read it um, and that it should apply, hopefully, to everyone to at least an extent. I'm going to read it. And- <laughs> yeah, you have to let me know what you think. Seriously. Um, and it's all about all the issues that I've been talking about this throughout the show, you know, like relationships, but also about body image and media and self-esteem, um, mental health. I do an entire section on that. And it's interactive. So there it's it's filled with reflection questions and it's engaging and hopefully inspiring. And it's seriously the book that I could have used when I was younger. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's right on Amazon. On. It's called Survival of the Prettiest. Survival of the Prettiest. I love the title, by the way. That's a great book. And Thank you. Con- congrats to you for getting that out. Uh, just to wrap up for the show here, what would be your? And I, I'm going to direct this to women now. Sorry, guys, but yeah. what is your your best advice for a woman out there that wants to maybe not start their own business or become an entrepreneur, but just do their own thing? What's your advice to them to get through the 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 way that? people see things. I mean, like you said, you get trolls all the time and there's people that probably say, like, why are you going to go do that? Like, what is your advice to them to basically say, screw it, do your own thing and how to have success in their own way? Hmm. 
Um, well, actually, one of my favorite quotes ever is action cures fear. And I think about all the times when I've been afraid to do something. And, you know, I was afraid to give the first move workshop. I was worried of judgment, you know, by my peers. And I was scared to give the first summer program. What if it was a huge failure and no one liked it? And it was a boring five days. And like, I was scared to publish the book because now, you know, I'm going to have to face like criticism and all that. But action cures fear. And if you keep moving forward, things are going to get easier and you're going to accomplish so much. And then you're going to face, you know, the rewards as well. And you can't face the potential rewards or the potential failures that you're going to learn and grow from without moving forward. So action cures fear is my biggest piece of advice to everyone, but especially women for sure. Great advice. It is. And it, it, you're right, action. Most people, the problem is they don't take action towards their dreams or their projects. And if you take action, you, you grow and you learn about yourself and you get better. And like you said, too, at the beginning, take it up every single opportunity that comes your way because you don't know what opportunity might take you to something you never even imagined. Maybe it's a TEDx talk. Maybe it's a blog you do. Maybe it's going on a, a podcast show last minute. I mean, you don't know. So at the beginning, you should take up every opportunity you get. Um, great advice today. Thank you. I've got a lot out of the show. <laughs> I know the audience will. Where, where can people <laughs> find you, Ashley? People can find me at ashleyolofson.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ashley Olofsson. I love Instagram. I'm always on it. So you can feel free to check me out either of those sites. And if you want to email me, all the information is right on ashleyolofson.com. Seriously, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Ashley. And uh, everyone, that's it for today's show. You know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's show with Ashley Lawson. Please go to my notes, BrandonCAdams.com. Check out the notes there, everything there is, and uh, the links, and also for her book she has out on Amazon, Survival of the Prettiest. Check it out. Get yourself a copy. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. You couldn't tell. I mean, for me, I'm still trying to understand the relationship thing as a bachelor myself, and but I do know that in life, to become the most successful, it comes down to finding a partner that can help you become better and help you build an empire. Find a king or queen to help you build an empire together. And love is one of the most powerful things we have. And as Napoleon Hill says, if you can find somebody that you love and with the power of love, it, it will motivate you more to become even more successful. So one of the things I don't have yet, but uh, still learning that aspect, but a uh, great show I thought. And uh, if you haven't done so already, please go over to my site, keystothecrowd.com. Check out everything we have there. Uh, we have a seven-day free course on crowdfunding. Actually, we even opened up right now the University of Young Entrepreneurs at universityofyoungentrepreneurs.com. We have courses. One is a, is a crowdfunding for entrepreneurs, and another one is light bulb to launch. Create them courses for you. Go over, check them out. Uh, you're going to learn a lot from them. And again, if you haven't done so already, please add me on Snapchat, btadams18. I hope you like all the content we got here. Uh, I guess last Tuesday, by the way, I, I really uh, <laughs> I went off on the fake entrepreneurs and how I think it's just kind of bullshit how uh, there's a bunch of them out there. You got to watch out for them. And I let loose. And sometimes I do that on this show. I rant. And that's just kind of my style. If, if you guys ever want anything different, um, 
for terms of things you would like to hear, content, um, guests you'd like on the show, let me know. Reach out on Snapchat, btadams18. That's it for the show, everyone. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.